Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you, January 5th, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, and we have a full house. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, our producer, and intern Jacob, all here in southern Indiana. Hope everybody's having a great start to uh, a chilly morning, not terribly chilly but it's a little cool out there you're gonna need your jacket when you wake up and a really big moon everybody see the big yeah moon? very big moon huge moon ginormous orange such too. a ginormously large moon how have you ever seen a bigger moon jacob <laughs> not that i can remember yeah that, that thing was colossal uh don't teachers like get scared when it's a full moon or something like that yeah that, it's like an old wives crazy. tale yeah like, all the kids act all bonkers werewolves do too it's true. Mm, yeah. You ever seen a werewolf before, Jacob? Twice. You ever seen a grown man naked? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on. It's an airplane movie quote. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm aware. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> you feel? I get it. Just want to let you know we're all counting on you. You feeling better, Good Ralph? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's still. Uh, it's convincing. I'm very. Yeah, I'm very drugged up. Uh, very medicated. A bad side effect of the medication. Not good for sleeping, so I've been up since four, so that's fine. I've been up since five, so you're in good company, buddy. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, well, glad you're back. Glad you're feeling a little bit better. Was really bummed I missed out yesterday's show, though, because I had... Yeah, it's weird. UK wins a game, and you're nowhere to be found. But if UK had lost, you probably would have been here at 630. You know me, just hating. Mm -hmm. Just hating. Mm -hmm. KSR. The worst part, too, of the whole... Uh, sick experience is I've just been having these coughing fits where I'm just like out of my mind, whatever. But I was having one of these in the first half, so I had to do the DVR kind of thing. Even when the the kid went down early and I could watch the game in real time, tweet live, hold nine yards, I basically had to start like 20, 30 minutes late. And Severe Wheeler was playing so well early on, I was like, man – Whoever is like tracking my severe Wheeler tweets, like this would have been the perfect time to have a severe Wheeler tweet, but I'm, I'm so far behind. He he could be playing bad right now, and I'd be tweeting about him, and it wouldn't make any sense. And uh, that, 
That's kind of what happened a little bit. Scott Clark was probably well on his way to your house to let you have it. No, I thought overall Wheeler had a solid game. Yeah, like yeah, couple, he did. A couple mistakes. There he looked really good early the on, game, though. Unfortunately, but uh, and into the game he needs to be better. There's not, no doubt about it. But three point sh- shooting specialist, Severe Wheeler. Yeah, forty one percent from three point land this year. That's pretty wild. I would not have guessed that if he can keep that. If he can keep that number, I'll bring it even down to like thirty eight percent. That's more than we could have ever hoped or expected. And and you know what helps you make a better percentage shooters when you take better percentage shots. Like yeah, a, like a lot of them are kickouts, off open, rebounds, nobody yeah. within five yards of them in rhythm. And those are the ones he has to be able to hit. And so far, he's yeah. he's doing it. Uh, that's a guy that his last year at Georgia was a twenty two percent three-point shooter and now he's got that number this year up to 42 percent that's pretty nuts uh, now now again you know. yeah yeah but he's taking better shots now what I need him to do is not help off shooters like man that last three he gave up with like a minute to go we're like you're covering uh they, they were shooting well uh, so you give him credit I mean they hit 11 threes for crying out loud but instead of just jabbing to help and maybe trying to force the guy to take a floater Severe just completely turned his shoulders to, like, double-team Chris Livingston's man. And it was very – I had to go back and, like, what, what are you doing here, bud? What, what? Yeah, it's not an overly disciplined defensive team just in general. They they all help – they all just inexplicably help off their men, man, men, men's people, uh, basketball players, far too often. But, yeah, Wheeler guilty of it as well. And also, I, I think Wheeler's getting beat off the dribble more than I would have expected, anticipated, hoped, or wished – yeah, and, Maybe and, some of that's tired legs because he's playing 37, yeah. 40 minutes a game. But. Some of it for me is just uh, sometimes he can be the catalyst to a turnover, and then sometimes he's the catalyst to wide open. Like, mm-hmm. just let's find a more medium. I love the aggressive plays that create steals. Let's let's find a more happy medium. It's getting smarter on offense. Now let's get smarter on defense. And um, I think your point overall, though, TJ, that is certainly going to play a role on Saturday is – Tired legs. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think that was a factor at the end of the game on Tuesday, and it's going to be something to keep an eye on on the road at Alabama. Especially when John Calipari is saying, we're, we're tightening up this rotation. Yeah, and I've got some thoughts about that, but we can get into that a little bit later. We did not get nearly deep enough into the Thornton's text line yesterday. We couldn't get intern Jacob to shut up. He just, like, you know, we would have a text, and then, uh, you know, he'd go on this rant, and we never mm. – but we didn't get anywhere close. No, and I'm, I'm we only, had the I'm only kidding. Some, some were calling him Trevor Kelsey. No, I'm only kidding. It was my fault for not finishing the text line. Not sweet intern Jacobs. But it is his fault for one of the more shocking moments in the history of sports radio. I was going to say KRC, but I think we can lump this into the history of all radio as just a very brief – I wish Scoot would have cut that part up yesterday just so we could always just snap our fingers and have it. Who's, I've Rich, actually, who's Rich Brooks? Who's Rich Brooks? I've actually got it wrote down to have as a rejoin. It needs, yeah, that's good too. I'm going to make that today. Uh, I had multiple. Shocking moment. I had people crying, calling me, being like, is he serious? He doesn't know who Rich Brooks is. I mean, there were multiple people that messaged me and said, "What's is something wrong with Rich Brooks? Like, what? What happened? It's like, yeah, we've got some dingus intern on the show. Doesn't know who he is. I still just think that's so outlandish for me to just automatically know who that guy is. Do you know who Tubby Smith is? Yes. Okay, so what's the difference? Basketball in Kentucky before 
football. Wow. Basketball school. You get the basketball football debate heated back up. I love it. So which one is it? So you're saying we are definitively a basketball school. I'm not saying that right now. I'm saying before or Tubby Smith's era, we were definitely a basketball school. Do you remember, do you know who Rick Pitino is? No, that that doesn't ring a bell. Unbelievable. Mm. He He didn't coach at UK since 97. Well, whoever was tweeting at me, I wrote your essay. I hope you're happy. Yeah, he came in here today, intern Jacob did, sweet kid, says that he wrote an 800-word essay on Rich Brooks at 1.30 in the morning last night. I did. <laughs> Which, I mean, by was, the way, our radio show it, starts at 7. It was after, like, three glasses of Kentucky holy water, but... Wait, wait. Hmm? So you got drunk? No. Not and then drunk. you wrote an essay? Yeah. I wasn't drunk. Are you referring to bourbon? Yeah. So you had three glasses of bourbon, but you weren't drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You I just weighed, graduated college. He, he's he, a college kid. He DJ. weighed a buck forty. Yeah, like a buck seventy. Yeah. Well, been maybe soaking wet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> His tolerance through the roof. You had three glasses of bourbon and you weren't drunk. No. Intern Jacob, we are friends. We don't lie to each other. I'm not about lying stuff like to this. You. you. We don't lie. Are you still drunk? No. Uh, I think he's hammered. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, what do we do with this essay? You it's 800 it? words. Can you send it to me? Can you email it to me? I don't want to have to like lean over your shoulder the whole show. No offense. I can. You don't want that either. I can share it to you. Uh, go ahead. And- the drunken ramblings of intern Jacob. <laughs> Are we going to leave it? read Black this live on air? I don't think we can do 800 words reading on air, but I don't know. I need to see it and <laughs> be able to kind of make that. Because if it's radio good, maybe producing. we can have uh, a dramatic reading. I just need – it would have been really great if we could have somehow gotten Rich Brooks on the show. Just it's a little like, early on the West Coast. It is. Yeah, it is. Right. But maybe he's he's drunk too. Maybe, you, you never maybe know. Maybe he was writing an essay on intern Jacob. Hey, shot oh, good today. Oh, and, I, and also the sad thing is uh, uh, intern Jacob what – what, what, what else did we discuss this morning that was concerning and alarming? Oh, it was just on the tip of my tongue, and I lost it. It'll come. It'll come back to me. Uh, you did something else this morning that I forgot. That was interesting. All right, we'll come back to it. We'll yep, get back yep. to it. Uh, all right. Well, I want to see this essay. Can you share it over to me? I'm getting there. Oh goodness gracious, Saint Ignatius. Well, I don't have your number saved on my laptop. I do appreciate though the like. The, so there's a part of it too, TJ, where I do need to realize. Okay, it's different. For different generations, you know, obviously Rich Brooks's heyday, we were in high school driving for the first, Kentucky was basically good at football for the first time in our lives. We, we had the couch like year or two, mm-hmm. but the Rich Brooks, having college game day on campus, mm-hmm. you felt it, it, it was just completely different. And I know Jacob wasn't, uh, he had to be a, Three. a, a wee little pup, but... I still would think that the big UK fan. Oh, yeah. He's been, like, honored at UK games. You know, everybody talks about Rich Brooks. I don't know. Somewhere yeah. along the line. He's in the Hall of Fame uh, inducted not too long ago. Yeah. All right. Email got- sent over to me. Also, yesterday was A great was Twitter follow, the- too. I thought I just assumed every Kentucky fan followed Rich Brooks One of on the best Twitter follows. Yeah. Uh, he tweets like you should tweet. I remember what I was going to say. Yesterday, also, all this happened on the 13-year anniversary of him leaving Kentucky. Oh, really? Yesterday. Yeah, 13 wow. years ago yesterday. And that was just totally coincidental uh, that that all came so, out. So, man, Jacob, really showing your true colors how much you hate Rich Brooks. How much of this was copy and pasted? 
Zero. <laughs> and why at the bottom does it say Levis plus 750? Oh, I wanted to bring that up. He has the second best odds to go number one. Yeah. I I just I find that shocking. Bizarre. Yeah. I do Have find you, that pretty bizarre. Uh, if you read the... I mean, following along all year, people have been super high on him, so that part's not surprising, but just like, boy. Uh, oh, it, it, if it does happen, though, then it like it will be shocking, but draft Knicks are so high on him that it won't. Like, because there, there is this disconnect between draft versus college production, but I also saw Daniel Jones uh, get picked at, what, four overall by the Giants after... I mean, Mitch Trubisky, the Bears traded up for Mitch Trubisky after he did what at North Carolina. This this happens all the time with NFL quarterbacks. It does. And teams they just, are such suckers for the yeah. next big quarterback because look at the Bills with Josh Allen. Look at the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. Bengals. You find the right – yeah, Joe Bengals, Burrow. Joe yeah. Burrow. You find the right piece. They went to the freaking Super Bowl. The Bengals fran- went to the Super Bowl. It is franchise changing. All right, uh, reading this essay here, where did Rich Brooks go to college? Oregon State. Isn't that kind of weird that he went to Oregon State but coached at Oregon? Do you think there was some bad blood? He coached blood? at Oregon State, too. Yeah, but when he had, he made his like career coaching at Oregon for as long as he did. Don't you think that's kind of funny? I don't know. Take Maybe that as, just, Take that as a no. Just across the pond. This looks, this looks Wikipedia heavy. I mean, you can run it through any plagiarism site you want to. <laughs> and no mention of the Ditch, Mitch, and Rich campaign. Ooh, that was a very big deal. There was bumper stickers made. You copied and pasted one of the Wikipedia uh, little, like, parentheses numbers. What's it called? The annotations? Oh, the footnote? Yeah, the footnotes. I mean, I got my information from Wikipedia. You had it right here. It says, Brooks was appointed head coach at University of Kentucky. I have a 2003 season after taking a two-year break from coaching. He consented to a five-year deal at $725,000 annually. That's kind of funny. And then little bracket six. Is, I mean, I had to get my information from somewhere. Yeah, but what I does the just, bracket six mean to me? What, I don't know what that means. Is there a sources cited page? What is, what is? Yeah, where's the sources cited page? I didn't know I was getting graded here. Well, I didn't know we were just doing plagiarism. We could have all read Rick, Rick, <laughs> no, Rich Wikipedia. Let's. I'm gonna see I if cited. if what the bracket six is, and it's gonna be your ass, buddy. If this is what I think <laughs> it's gonna be, it's, I guarantee you, it's not the same morning. Uh, I just want to let's see Kentucky. I mean, it's probably along the same line. Oh, oh, now it's probably along the same line. Oh, what do you know? What do you <laughs> no, know? He agreed to a five-year contract at 725000 per year. Yeah. Bracket six. Different. different. Bracket six. That's different words. Oh, my oh, gosh. We, like, so throw away the whole article. We're going to need a net. We're going to need 1,600 words tomorrow. How much of your college career did you plagiarize? Did I? Good thing college is over. Where's the line? Oh, where's the line? <laughs> Where do you draw that? <laughs> Reminds me of the office. Oh yeah, he he did. So he he's trying to get us distracted by office quotes. It's not working, it's Jacob. Not, it's not gonna work. See that that's the worst thing you could have done is, you but know, the whole thing. It's good it content that you came in here with an essay. That's kind of exciting. We weren't necessarily expecting it, and it was fun. It's a fun little twist on it that you were blackout drunk when you did it. <laughs> However, drunk, however, if you're just going to plagiarize the entire thing, it's embarrassing to our radio thing. show. It's embarrassing to the University of Kentucky. It's embarrassing to the two degrees that you allegedly got, <laughs> but who knows how you got those. <sighs> you got got, buddy. Shame, shame. Sick of this. Let's see what else. Anything else good in here? No. This is all, and you never even said what which Rich Brooks means to you in the essay. 
What does that Rich Brook mean to you? What was the question? There was no like general question. Rich Brooks returned to Oregon after leaving the Wildcats and settled in Lane County, close to the McKenzie River. You can see it from his house. <laughs> yeah, see. Not, and you, that's de- that's that's so ripped from Wikipedia, oh, isn't it? Wikipedia. Yeah. I, I don't have it pulled up again. Let me We're see. just going to have to see. Oh, I wonder if somebody will let us. Uh, after leaving the wild, af- af- Brooks returned to Oregon after. He, so you just re- you you did return to Oregon. So here's what it says on Wikipedia: After leaving the Wildcats, Brooks returned to Oregon, living in Lane County near the McKenzie River. On September 23rd, 2016, Brooks and former UK player and Tennessee Titan Wesley Woodyard were reducted to the University of Kentucky Hall of Fame. Brooks returned, here's, and that, that was Wikipedia. Yeah. Here's Jacob's essay. <laughs> Brooks returned to Oregon after leaving the Wildcats and settled in Lane County, close to the McKenzie River. The University of Kentucky Athletics Hall of Fame enshrined Brooks and former UK player Tennessee Titan Wesley Woodyard on September so, 23rd, 2016. He just rearranged it. Yeah, he just, he just rearranged, rearranged the causes. It. He flipped the the ends with the beginnings. Unbelievable. Did you, where did you want me to get my information? I, like, I didn't know who this guy was. Anyway, you, you have to cross-source. You have to get it from more than yeah. just Wikipedia. Well, did you ever learn in college that you can't source Wikipedia? Wikipedia? Unbelievable. Well, I'm not in college anymore. I can do what I want. Mm, but you still mm, we mm, hold tisk, ourselves to tisk, a very, tisk. very high academic standard on well, this radio show, buddy. Well, now I know more about Rich Brooks because of Wikipedia, so. <sighs> I thought this essay was something special. Oh, it, it, it's definitely not something special. <laughs> and the thing is, Jacob, like, you got to be better at cheating than that. Mm-hmm. You're like, we're not going to – how would you know Lane County near the McKenzie River in Oregon? Yeah, the bracket reference really gave you away. I had to look something up. You got got. He got got. This is ridiculous. Nothing on his favorite uh, fruits to plant or vegetables. You don't know that. Can you fi- can nothing you find on, that right no, nothing on, nothing on tomatoes. Oh God forbid you do a little research, Jacob. Uh, you just do a little research. What's so what, his, what's his what's current it? handicap? Yeah, exactly. What's his That's current handicap? Easy. Oh, easy. oh, he put his hands up. He doesn't know. No, because he didn't do any research. Did no research. To, did you reach out to Rich for this interview? <laughs> for this essay? You could have gotten the twenty-five. You could have got a twenty-five dollar guess. Maybe even a fifty dollar. Oh guess. yeah. And by the way, if you're wondering, by, we when was this? This was back in the summer. I offered intern Jacob and. Justin, like if you all get guests on the show, I'll pay you for them, dependent on the quality of guests. But even just the most minuscule guests will get you a dollar. And how many guests did they rack in? Zero. Not a one. Not, Zero. not a single one. Zero guests. You're not. You know what? I'm all fired up now, Justin. You're not to be. Uh, you're you're in this too, buddy. <laughs> Suck it. I'd write a better article than that, though. I don't doubt that. <laughs> well, you you'd probably be blackout drunk while writing it too, though. That's true. <laughs> Splatty platy. Just on like a fourteen percent. Black beer. Come on. I reached out to guests. No one responded. That's not on me. And that's nowhere in the essay that uh, calls to Rich Brooks for quotes in this essay were unreturned or UK <laughs> athletics. Did you ever talk to Tony Neely? Oh, man. He worked he with could, Rich for a long time. He could have told you stories. Mm-hmm. Actually, I would love to hear Tony Neely tell intern Jacob Rich Brooks stories. Did Tony Neely come up in the research? I wish we could get Tony Neely like, truth no. serum and make him just be like, hey, tell us like some you know behind-the-scenes UK football stuff because I bet that dude – has a gold mine. Of he content. also would share it in such a folksy way. Like uh, one day we were watching uh, Middle Tennessee. It was before a UK game in Middle Tennessee was beating Miami. And he just kind of was checking in. We had it up on our computer. Hey, what's going on over there? Middle Tennessee's just beating the snot out of Miami. This is awesome. He's like, you know what they say? Don't fiddle with the middle. 
He said that. Yeah, it's really good. So you never heard that? He, he's from uh, around those parts. But uh, Tony Neely, great guy. Been uh, he's a great guy. Been working for UK Media Relations for thirty some odd years now. But he's so basically not, since he was in college. He's so nice that I don't think he would like spill the, all the beans. On, yeah, on well, you need like actual truth serum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, shucks, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking. Maybe we could twist Slack's arm. Slacks is going to have some fun stuff. Slacks does as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that have been in UK athletics for such a long time, you know, they all would. But uh, maybe someday. Maybe Tony can do a tell-all book. Ooh, here's my Rich Brooks story that's kind of fun. knowledge. Um, so, the, and, and this is also a Mitch Barnhart story. Uh, because Mitch was, uh, shared an alma mater with Rich Brooks at Oregon State. And Barnhart was only, what, a year or two in when he had to make this hire? Uh, because they cleaned house, like I, I believe they might have even came in at the same time. Or Gamo was just promoted to interim after Mummy got let go. CM Newton was fired for the cheating scandal, and then they brought in Mitch. So they're around the same time. He hires uh, Rich Brooks, who, as you we learned in this essay, intern Jacob. Uh, Did you have in the essay who Rich Brooks, who the main candidate was before Rich Brooks got the job? That has nothing to do with mm. Rich Brooks. Oh, man, yeah. Absolutely was, it does. Yeah, like, if, if UK hires the person that everybody thought that they were allegedly going to get, it was pretty long story. Changes the trajectory of Kentucky football. Oh, history. yeah, and then they don't get Rich Brooks, but, of course, nowhere to be found in the yep. article. Would have done. Would have taken well, a little research. A, a little research. Then I would have wrote in the article on that dude. Bill no, Parcells. Rich Brooks. You know, do you know who Bill Parcells is? Never no. heard of him. Oh, no. heavens. Wait, are you, you really don't know anything. Wait, are you, you serious? Oh, my gosh. This is ridiculous. I know we sh- answering questions. Intern Jacob's like, well, I had a good stint coming back and helping out on the radio show. I think after two days, though. Yeah, uh, we started grilling him on old tra- – but he won two Super Bowls with the Giants. And oh, actually, it was only one Super Bowl. Coached the Cowboys. Um, what's it? That was his last one. But Bill Parcells is one of the most famous football coaches of all time. Almost came to Kentucky, too. He had a horse farm that was interest. I even I was almost- having this uh, – heard the story recently, and then uh, – I think Jerry Jones caught wind of it that he was interested in coming back and coaching, and that's what so he ended up going. Hey, to the Cowboys. Get off my water bottle, buddy. He ended up going to the Cowboys, and he felt so bad about like stringing Kentucky along. He was like, you know what, though, I'm going to help you find your next coach, and that's how they ended up with Rich Brooks. Yep. And back to my story, uh, my dad's closest friend, UK uh, alumnus, was very upset. He was like, we're just getting. Some guy who was good at Oregon in the 90s and then got ran out of the NFL, hasn't coached in two years, wrote Mitch Barnhart a letter, and uh, naturally Mitch wrote back, because that's the kind of guy Mitch uh, Mitch is, said be patient and uh, just just give it some time. And things were looking very bad in year three. I think year three is when he lost Ohio, right? And then they mm-hmm. bounced back and beat Georgia. Year three would have been 05. Oh six was year four, and that's when it all all the tide completely turned. And uh, afterwards, Uncle Pete wrote an apology, said, "Hey, you know, I shouldn't that's have said what I said." And then Mitch, Mitch uh, was like, "Hey, don't worry, we appreciate your support here. We know it means well." Blah 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 blah. So, long story short, uh, Mitch Barnhart, please. would not be here today if Rich Brooks didn't work out, Jacob. So, if if you want to know the the significance behind Rich Brooks. We've had Mitch Barnhart here for 20-some-odd years because that Rich Brooks hire did end up eventually working out, and Kentucky did beat the number one team in the country while he was the head coach. What do you think about all that? 
Do you wish that maybe it hadn't worked out and Mitch Barnhart wasn't around anymore? Yes. Wow. Wow. Breaking news. Mitch Barnhart's Wikipedia page, incredibly outdated. I got excited for a second where it said, in March 2016, Barnhart signed an extension, which will keep him in Kentucky until 2022. And I looked, I was like, oh, man, sweet, it's 2023. Then I forgot that he got another extension. Oh, man. I um... got another extension that has him through 2026. It doesn't have his autobiography in there? Also, I don't think he's going to be leaving anytime soon because the last year of his deal in 2026, he's going to get paid over $1.4 million. Pretty like, good deal. Barnhart's not going to just pass up $1.4 million. I mean, what do you think he does with that $1.4 million, too? Love it's a great, actually great. Because <laughs> uh, alcohol? No, no. No, no. For his own house. He's a teetotaler, pretty sure. Do you know what that means? Nope, he's locking up the key, throwing it away. We piled <laughs> on too much, TJ. <laughs> Just ask, you know, when you don't know who Rich Brooks or Bill Parcells is, you need to like you need to probably just find out what where the where the base level is for any of this stuff. Texter on the text line, I'm gonna jump ahead, says, Does Jacob know who John Madden is? Oh, that's the guy that founded the NBA. Mm, James Naismith. Well, yeah, I guess he said. founded basketball. <clears throat> who did found find the NBA? NFL? Who, found, who founded the who founded the NBA? Who founded any of these leagues? It's kind of an interesting question. Yeah. Own, right? You don't know who John Madden is for real? I do know who John Madden is. That was a good answer, though. To, like, throw us off the scent, though. <laughs> Boom! Let's take a break. Regroup. Yeah, we'll regroup. This is not the opening we'll, segment we'll pull, I thought we were we'll, going to we'll have. We'll follow Jacob in segment one. We'll get him back. And uh, I, I, don't, I, I thought we were going to talk about just a pretty wild night of college basketball to start. He's doing Fortnite dance moves now. It's the Carlton. Ty, eh, they kind of look like the little, like, Whoa, you know the Carlton, but you don't know Rich Brooks. <laughs> we'll be back. This I'm not gonna be, we're not going to be Trevor this whole show. Big X Sports Radio, that's true. We're doing a little Trevor yeah. stuff. All right, we'll move past it. This is KRC on the Big Whoa, X Sports Radio. Okay. Middle was shown at the start In that clear September sky One bottle of wine and two Dixie cups Three a.m. I fell in love Some of them are saying even the number one cat's fan. That's Ashley Judd. Uh, I don't know. We haven't seen old Ashley Judd in a while, have we? Yeah, I think that she's uh, she's got some family stuff going on right now. Yeah, but even like last year, I don't remember seeing Ashley Judd at any games or the year before that. Uh, last we heard of her, she was getting mad at the chicken contest, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Which, by the way, that um, that little guy for LSU... Duke can get up. Holiday, is that his name? I've been impressed by a bunch of teams in the SEC. LSU along with them. Uh, Missouri gave Arkansas everything they could handle last night yeah, in they college blew basketball. Big lead, though, right? They did, but it was on the road at Arkansas. By the way, you're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. I do want to recap the night of college basketball. 
TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and intern Jacob, who provided a lot of laughs there in segment number one for us. Get the text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. The intern brought in some Thornton's donuts yesterday, Roush. I missed out on donuts, I brought you too. one, too. He did. He had, there was an extra one. Just... Those things are so so ginormous. Yeah. They're so good, but you could – like, I'm at the point where you could potentially split a donut. Which is pretty embarrassing, yeah. I say, but hey, no drink January though for you, right? Are we are we doing that again? Yeah, we're doing back it. on the horse in mm-hmm. February. In February, wow. you're talking about Hannibal. Did you did you Pelotron the other night? I, not during the game. Okay. No, I well, so I did it after the radio show, and I then I was super sweaty, took a shower, and I was like, I want to do all this again later tonight. Yeah, and yeah, then probably. have trouble going. Like you're gonna have enough hard enough time going to sleep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hannibal was his name. I was getting him confused with Trenton Holiday. A guy on that LSU team that uh, he barreled Kentucky through people. Yeah, fun athlete though. There's some fun teams. I I'm glad that you've got a college basketball recap for us though, TJ, because I my brain is still in reset mode from college football because yeah, I mean you know there was I was in like a maxion groove on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and you know I had the schedule, and then you get to bowl season, and you've got games played at two o'clock, at five o'clock, at four thirty, and so I'm just now. Uh, starting to recalibrate. So uh, lay it on me. Last night was one of, like, I had a little March feel, had a little March tickle to to myself where I was just like, game, game, have one on my phone, game here, game there. Also, another amazing, amazing episode of The Challenge for those that have the means. Just truly, I mean, <laughs> have the means of having MTV if you have cable, you have the means. But uh, another great episode there. But it had its first kind of like, all right, Basketball's back, baby. We're going to get this basically for, for the next few months. Uh, really shocking night of college basketball, but really probably shouldn't be shocking. It's going to be one of these years where if you're on the road in conference play, which happens more times than not, you're going to be susceptible to potentially losing. Auburn goes on the road to Georgia. Loss in a game that really wasn't all that competitive. Oh, straight up? Straight up. Lost by 12. I can't believe they lost to Tom Crean. No, no. Tom Crean's gone. Tom Mike, Crean's Georgia basketball team. Mike White, the former Florida coach at Georgia. Mike White, so Florida weird basketball. seeing him on the Georgia sideline. Which, speaking of Florida, they were in action last night, too. Who's their coach, anybody? Oh, he was the San Francisco coach. He's the one of uh, Golden. Right? Yes. Yeah, that that was the only one I remembered. The only new coach name I remember. Todd, Todd Golden. Golden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good job. That was very impressive. Yeah. Uh, they played Texas A&M in the basketball swamp and lost. They so, lost at home? They lost at home to A&M. Well, and they had a lead, one nothing before the ball was even tipped off. Yeah, let me get to that, Scoots, for Pete's <laughs> sake. UK has to be able to win that road game at Florida. I'm looking at UK's road schedule, and I'm, I'm thinking like pretty much any game is probably potential loss. That one cannot be. The one at Vanderbilt cannot be. There's a few. The one at Georgia, you need to still be able to win. There's a few you have to be able to. But, yes, the most interesting part was not the bad basketball between Florida and Texas A&M, which did come down to the wire, which is kind of funny, and Florida just never really could get a shot off, uh, which is just the most frustrating thing of all time. Texas A&M had a delay of game in basketball because they left their jerseys at the hotel. Oh, that poor manager. I've never heard of that before. And poor manager had to just get grilled. So it was a technical for a delay of game. Florida How long was shoot. the delay? I don't know. I think it was. I don't think it was too long. But like they, they had a very short war. You know, everything got everything got got crunched together for A and M. Florida was more fine, but then it was game time, and they just had to sit around for a little bit. But I don't know exactly how long the delay ended up lasting. Anybody know? They said a few minutes. Few minutes late. 
So not too terrible. I mean, they had to have noticed at a reasonable time. Like, what? How how early do you get your jersey on before the game starts? You know. That's true. And another thing, I know Kentucky might be different because it's Kentucky and they just charter a flight back afterwards. But don't you typically go home after a game? Why would it? Why would you? How could you leave anything at the hotel? So, or well, the manager don't do do the. Football, you know, the managers have to drive the equipment they, they trucks go, and what. Right. I guess in basketball, you don't have to worry about that. You can just a smaller pack, operation. Yeah, you can pack everything onto the plane. But good, maybe, good, yeah, good point. <laughs> also, maybe they don't. Maybe they stay. Maybe, maybe A&M. Like, uh, the A and M basketball team stays the night in Gainesville and gets the cheaper flight in the morning. I don't. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's I, I, that. But that, that was an interesting thing. Not the game itself. That game stunk. Duke stinks. Suck it, Duke. Oh, man. They, the Joel Justice revenge game from the Zion Williamson 2017-2018 beatdown, or 2018 beatdown, they get revenge. Duke didn't get, uh, I don't think they scored for like the first eight minutes of the game, and then they were stuck on two for a little bit, but they had a nice 24-point beatdown on the road at NC State. Duke is not good. And I do want to make like a little take um, of... You remember Derek Lively, like the number one recruit? Yeah. Considered Kentucky for a time? He stinks. Like, he can't even get on the floor and do anything. So, uh, what was the? I feel like we've seen that a couple of times at Duke. Who was the guy that UK was trying to get and he? Marquise Bolden. Yeah, yeah. He was was really bad at Duke. Yeah. So, uh, he's Derek Lively, which my talent evaluation stonks are going to take a slight hit here cuz i thought that dude was going to be an absolute freak 71 230 pounds Roush. she could jump and like t- touch the top of the backboard and that's not really hyperbole maybe a little hyperbole is a little hyperbole just hyperbole in its own right but he's averaging 3 points 3 3 rebounds per game and uh only averaging around 16 minutes a game he could only play 12 minutes against nc state last night he Jeez. stinks my little take that i have is like Freshman in college basketball, very mixed results. Some good, the ones that are, you know, Nick Smith I think is good, but he can't stay healthy. Any concerns about, like, a very freshman-heavy U.K. team next year? And just a reminder that they don't all work out. If Derek Lively can't cut it, who's to say that and Aaron Bradshaw couldn't? Not impossible. Oh, yeah, and I could and My outlook see. for next season has always been, like, they're going to take lumps, but... Uh, that that freakish talent come March is just going to hopefully win the day, but that will be something that we'll get need to probably talk more about in the off season. Uh, just a reminder about some of the freshmen. I think it's just class by class, though, TJ, because you hear that from time to time. This NBA draft class is down. I, there there is a certain it's true um, year by year. It does fluctuate. Um, the the Kevin Knox year in particular was one that I it. Or, that wasn't the same year as Zion, right? That was the following year. That was really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Jacob's on. He said, but like that Kevin Knox year in eighteen, it didn't feel like there was a bunch of bona fide superstars, and it. it, it I You're mean, right. No, it, it does change from class to class. There's you. You often hear like if this the number six player in this class, if he was the year before or the year after, he'd be the number one player. But it's just such a loaded class. And then you have other ones where it's like if he's the number one player in this class, if you put him last year, he probably wouldn't be in the top ten. That you hear about stuff like that from time to time. We'll have all summer to be able to discuss that. But it at least crossed my mind when I just realized it hit me that Derek Lively has just been so 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 dreadful 
for Duke. He's uh, not but, even averaging four points a game. Sheesh. Nope, he sure isn't. Not like uh, what, what's your guy? Your your three name guy averaging right now, Scoots? Jalen Huchafino? Yeah. Uh probably about eight or nine. Let me look it up. Triple double? Hey, why are you no. writing Trace Jackson Davis such horrible hate le- letters? That was not me, that was Tim Weaver. <laughs> Who's Tim Weaver? I have no idea. But he it's deserves Indiana to be Tim. called out. It's probably it, Indiana Tim. Indiana Tim. There oh. it, there was a Tim Weaver who I guess is a big IU fan and like he tweeted out he was like, Not me. This isn't me. It's not a bad idea. Like, you know, whoever your enemy is, just sign their name on a really hateful letter that hopefully gets <laughs> goes viral on social media. Really put that person in a tough spot. Jalen Huchafino, by the way, 10.7 points per game. Oh. I need Tim Weaver. I need to see his handwriting to see if there's any similarities between that and the other Tim Weaver. That's the IU hater. And Scoots, while we're at it, I need to see your handwriting. It's not my handwriting. You could be a Tim Weaver. That, that, that was sloppy. It was really bad hand. It was written like either by and I'm this is coming from somebody that has bad handwriting. I couldn't read half of it. Uh, yeah, that was that was maybe written in like a fit of rage potentially. <laughs> somebody wrote Trace Jackson Davis, and I I couldn't even make it all out. But it, the what was the extent of it? Just the premise is it's you all aren't playing like the old Hoosiers. You're not going to have any success. Y'all suck. Yeah, didn't he say like, hey, my favorite player is Chaney, yeah. but not like not because of his skill, but because of his heart or something along yeah. those lines. Oh, not because he hit a game-winning shot in the national championship game. <laughs> that had something to do not with Chaney. Anyway, that, Chaney didn't. Yeah, Calbert Chaney? No. Oh. Keith Smart. Ah, damn it. They were on the same team, though, right? No. I'm, I'm, whatever. E- either way. <laughs> This is Indiana. So there you go. See, Jacob, my knowledge. So where, where's Duke going to fall with a 24-point beatdown to NC State? Uh, who knows? As I mentioned earlier, Arkansas beat Missouri in a good game. I do say I, we need to stop doing this, and I've seen it from a lot of folks. But, like, stop when you're talking about Arkansas being like, and they don't have their two best players. One of their best players, Brazil, is out for the season. He's not coming back. So, like, mm-hmm. to say that they don't have him, they will never have him for the remainder of the season. And then other people say, and they don't have Nick Smith, which is a substantial loss. He's one of the best players in He's college still basketball. Not back yet? He's seen knee specialists. Oh, and that's good. That's not good. I, can somebody get Shade and Sharp in this dude's ear for Pete's sake? Get Shade and Sharp in Nick Smith's ear. Yeah. Doesn't have a good ring to it, but yeah. the point still stands. Nick, you got to think about your whole future, man. You're already very high on the draft boards. What more do you have to play for? Go talk to Will Levis, too. Like, you know, you've done what you needed to accomplish. The draft boards love you. Yeah. Let's go pro. All right, you got to take it easy with your feet here, Jacob. Uh-oh. We're playing footsie over there. I'm surprised you haven't brought up the, the game that was all over my Twitter timeline uh, last night. I'm getting to it. But okay. Which one? Where do you want me to go with it? Oh, just uh, Bryce Bryce Hopkins. People oh yeah, the yeah. I mean UConn, who's legitimately a top ten team in my opinion, uh, and Providence, who how the fact that they're not ranked is just mind numbing to me. They beat them, and that was an easy bet for folks with the uh, with the brain. Yep. At but home. at Providence, at the the Cooley crew was on point. The dunk was rocking and rolling. And Providence and Bryce Hopkins. Hopkins has been an absolute beast for Five Providence. Five straight 20-point games. He is really good. And you're not getting the same, like, Johnny Jazang treatment with Hopkins. Yeah. But I do wonder if, we're, if it will be here now. So Also, one, maybe the fact that Kyle Tucker's not on Twitter is maybe part of the reason we don't have the former player updates. There's also uh, – I, I think we're smart enough to – 
Well, Cal just didn't let Bryce Hopkins play in the post. And it's like, yeah, because Oscar Sheboy was the National Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so I think we're at least smart enough to know that this was in the best, probably in the best interest of, of all parties. No, I mean, I, I think at the t- that's the thing is that, like, for the people that are going to complain about it, which UK fans, if you give them an inch to complain about Calipari, they're going to take it. But, like, the, nobody, w- nobody was saying. Hey, you got to keep Hopkins. Let Toppin walk, or let you know. Even over Hopkins and Brooks, people would rather have Hopkins walk than Brooks. Both of them ended up walking. Uh, but if the pecking order between the fours last season would have been for UK fans, it would have been Toppin, Collins, Brooks, Hopkins. And I, maybe there's a UK fan out there that would have said, "No, no, no, I would have been different." Maybe so. And if you are, credit on you. But that was the consensus for most folks. And, and part of that reason because really... you saw the least of Hopkins yeah, in, yeah. in the in the fold, and then you know him and Collins you didn't see a ton of, but Collins' athleticism I think won the day versus Hopkins' kind of toughness and grittiness in the paint. That being said, we were all wrong. Cal was wrong. Now Cal gets paid nine million dollars. Us being wrong is not as big as a deal as him being wrong. My big thing of how Cal how it's kind of head scratching. Cal was wrong. Was and also when I say all this stuff. It could have been like Cal would have Cal could potentially come out someday and be like, behind the scenes, no, I wanted Hopkins. But with Oscar being there, he wanted just to be go be the guy somewhere and we couldn't keep him even with us wanting him there. So we ended up with the players that we ended up with. Maybe that's the case. I need to give Cal, I guess, a little bit of the benefit of the doubt there. But him being such like a tough physical player, doesn't that fall in Cal's like doesn't Cal love those types? People that are going to fight and, you know, be tough and lower their shoulder into people and not back down. That's what I'm a little surprised of, looking back in hindsight, of course, which is always 2020, that how he didn't defer to the tough physical brute, which yeah, maybe which right. maybe he thought, hey, we've got Oscar. I don't need one. I don't need two of them. Right, right. But Hopkins is a good scorer. He can stretch the floor. It's not really the best part of his game, but he can. 15 free throws. How many has Toppin shot fifteen free throws all season? Shot two the other night. Probably has, yeah. but like, get to the line, UK's bigs, get to the line, and then he was thirteen of fifteen from the line. Wouldn't that be a breath of fresh air to have people go to the line and actually fresh knock him down? Air. And you're right that Toppin did hit the big ones when UK needed him the most. But Hopkins is a really good basketball player. I think he's a likable kid, and in hindsight. That was a player that we could have really used this season. That's unfortunate. But Providence, I think, is one of the more fun teams to watch in the country. They got Noah Locke, the UofL transfer as well, who couldn't hit the broadside of a barn for the Cardinals last year, and now he's just making it rain left and right for Providence. (laughs) They're good, though. That was an easy bet as well. By the way, I've told everybody here in the studio, but I'm on a heater. You need to listen to my college basketball gambling advice. So who's who's, who you got tonight? Are we going to wait till after the top of the hour? Well, how, get some how about the number one team in the country being road dogs at Ohio State? Yeah. Which, take, Ohio, take Ohio State. Yeah. And then I think Purdue goes to Penn State on Sunday. Take Penn State there, too. It's about to be a little bit of a rough stretch for the old Boilermakers. Hate to hear it. <laughs> Scoots. But it was a fun night of college basketball. It did have like a – these games not of the utmost importance, but it did have a little bit of a – March feel to it. Big it's, games. And we just have smart. to remind ourselves that teams are going to lose on the road in college basketball. Doesn't make the team terrible. Doesn't mean their season's over. 
we got to keep that in perspective for UK. Yeah. And that's uh, that's everywhere. It's not just UK. Uh, I know whenever injuries happen, there's a woe is me. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe that we lost this game or we, we lost this player. Like, injuries happen everywhere, just like college basketball. Everybody loses road games mm-hmm. in conference play. And it is worth mentioning that, like, Toppin has been dominant the last two games. While it's fun seeing Hopkins do nice things, Toppin has turned it on as of late. Yeah. And, 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 and he deserves credit for that, and it's exciting moving forward. We need more of that from him. And I think at the time, too, Jacob, I don't think anybody was very upset that those guys were leaving. Oh, no. Were you crying <clears throat> a river when Keon Brooks left? Oh, no, not at all. I did I did hey, Jacob, to see this Price is a mute go. button, that red button. Yeah. So when you clear your throat or your cough, you push it. Yes, I've been told that only one of the mute buttons in this place works, so it may not matter, but potentially that could be it. Hello? No, well, let's not test it out right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. You, you were saying that people didn't want Hopkins, or people didn't mind that Hopkins left last year. No, I actually I didn't like to see him go. I like Bryce. It was Brooks, though, that... Mm. I didn't care to see Keon grow, though. I thought that made us a better team. Yeah, I guess that's probably the right way to put it, is that like I don't think anybody necessarily wanted Hopkins to go. I didn't necessarily want Brooks to go, but you saw the numbers crunch and you understood the people leaving and people weren't necessarily heartbroken with those departures. Yeah. Brooks putting up great numbers, too. Washington just stinks. Very bad. Not a good basketball team. Providence, though, the Fry Guys. The Fry Guys, the Cooley Crew. They're really on the Man, really on the money. You bringing up Duke stinking too. Just the ACC being really bad is weird. Syracuse is really like all of the traditional powers in the ACC stink. And North Carolina has been underwhelming. Louisville, we know them. Syracuse, stinks. I mean, it's it's just Duke stinks. So it's so much bad. Who's the best team in the ACC? Is it Virginia? Virginia lost last night too. Uh, that was two nights ago. But still, lost to Pittsburgh and Jeff Capel. Mm-hmm. Oh God, Jeff Capel's still surviving there. He's having a he's having a little bit of a renaissance. He's he's having an okay season. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. I, it would be Virginia, but they're they, they don't scare anybody. Clemson right now sitting at four zero. <laughs> Clemson stinks. Pittsburgh at four zero as well. Stinks. They've had a couple upsets. Gosh, the ACC's horrible. What's yeah. worse, ACC football or basketball? Ooh, great question. Will so, it end up being Miami as the best team in the ACC? They lost at Georgia Tech yesterday. True. Yep. Life Man. on the road. ACC really don't, stinks. Don't let you all get hot in the ACC tournament. They may just go ahead and win the whole thing. Nah, well, they'd have to win a game there first. Y- yeah, but, you know. Don't Still let haven't been to an ACC f- cha- tournament championship game, right? They haven't been to an ACC semifinal game. Oh, thanks for correcting me. I think me. they have two really? ACC tournament Th- wins in eight, in eight years. Yeah. Yikes. It's really bad. Uh, let's get to the Thornton's text line here, 502-414-1450. We did not get very far yesterday. A texter says, weird. I was just thinking the refs have done a pretty good job of letting these guys play, and then Doug Shouse had to go ruin everything. What on earth did he see on that free throw to call on Case? I love that everybody was just ripping him. Uh, and then he was trending nationally, which, like, number one trend mm-hmm. in all of the world, or the United States. Doug Shouse. So bad. And he was back on the road last night calling the Georgia-Auburn game. Just go into the monitor every chance that dude got. What if at the monitor he's just catching up on shows? I mean, like, I ref too much. This is the only chance I get to, like, watch three minutes of The he Office. put t- a tenth of a second on the clock at the end of the game. That is a joke. That has yeah. got to be fixed. Yeah. Either you trust the clock operators or you don't. And if you don't, 
then you need to, like, again, go to a system where people in, like, New York are handling, or, you know, wouldn't be New York for an SEC game, but Atlanta or Birmingham where people are handling this stuff. But, no, in reality, the simple truth is you have to trust the clock operators. They LSU and Kentucky both got a free timeout in a very important crunch time situation. Yeah. Like, He's the free throw shooter. Lower lower the total timeout numbers then. That's what college basketball realistically needs to do. Because you're probably not going to stop the the monitor stuff. So take away a timeout from both teams. Because the end of games take way too long. Yeah. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. I also... uh, (laughs) That call that Shouse made was so bad that even Jimmy Dykes had to say it was a bad call. You know how hard it is for Jimmy Dykes to say anything critical about anybody? Yeah. It, It hurt his soul. To have to say that that was a bad call. Oh, Jimmy, he was really, really taken up for Cal during that broadcast. Like, he was trying to point out every time they ran a set. And they were, but I I mean. I do think Cal coached a, a good game until the yeah. final, you know, five, four minutes. Where yeah, but it, it, was, it was very humorous, though. Like, you just knew what you were going to get from the Jimmy Dykes experience. And him and Carl Ravitch, I just, man, I think those guys are so bad to listen to call a basketball game. I like Jimmy as a fun novelty with his jet every once in a while, but getting stuck with those two guys all the time. Carl Ravitch is a baseball guy. Like I don't, he's just boring. He's milk toast. I don't don't need Carl Ravitch calling my basketball games. Thank you very much. And there's just some like I was just thinking as you were saying all that that like it is interesting for NFL and some other sports. We're fine listening to the same people for years on end and years on end, but. Somehow in college basketball, it's just, like, dreadful. I mean, really all of them. Like, I don't want to listen to, really, Jay Billis call a game, to be honest with you. Dick Vitale, I love him and love everything he's done for college basketball, but that's not the most pleasant listening experience nope. in the world either. And I think the probably the difference is, as I'm figuring this out in my brain in real time, is you get 40 college basketball games, multiple ones a week, where in NFL or college football, you get just – once a week well, and a handful, you know. Of they your they team. also rotate their crews a lot more because that's true too. I which mean, is a nice change of pace. Like in college basketball, you're just getting the same handful, right, with the SEC network. And it's just time. like you know, every it's why CBS games are such a nice treat for UK fans yeah. because it's like yes, somebody different, better broadcast. Uh, but ESPN doesn't care about college Man. basketball. We know that Jay Wright was so good too. It was enjoyable. I like Ro- I like Robbie Hummel too. Yeah, I think he's he's good. And uh, Big Ten, Fox gobbled him up, right? Mm-hmm. It would be really cool if Cal stopped trying to stranglehold the final four minutes of a game. His offensive game plan was great until then. I'll never understand why coaches want to stop the flow of their offense to limit possessions. Keep doing what got you the lead. Don't play to lose. Well, going back to something Cal said, be more deliberate, but don't be more conservative. Don't pass up open shots. Still be in attack mode, but just also know the situation that maybe I don't need to force something because we have a lead, but you still need to be in attack mode. And well, far too often, Cal just tells them to like pump the brakes entirely. And I agree with you, Texter. It's not the not the right strategy. Yeah, and there was a couple of possessions where they just didn't do anything, but there were also some where they would run some stuff, and then it would get into Wheeler's hands, and instead of. Well, Looking for an extra pass or something, then they would get into, all right, now we've got to do the ball screen thing with 10 seconds ago. Instead of like trying to get a little bit more out, they just went into that final like shot clock's winding down situation. Agreed with you. They'd run their set as the, you know, with 25 <laughs> seconds, 22 seconds on the shot clock. And then around the 13, 14, 15 mark, somebody would get a look that would be in the normal flow of the offense 
But because it was late game situation, maybe it was Calipari telling them not to take it. Maybe it's the player tightening up a little bit. Then they'd pass open the open shot, and they'd kick it back out to Wheeler and get in that spot that you're just yeah, that you were yeah. just talking about. And that is bad. It's just not good. Uh, you said that Matt Sack of the Sack Pack texted you yesterday. Yeah, you got to call somebody out on the radio just to get a text back around here. Wow. Um, Wow. I'll tell you about the mute button and you still just didn't use it. It doesn't work. We don't know. It doesn't work. I didn't hear him. He didn't use it. Thank though. you. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't use it. Well, I turned my head. What did the sack pack have to say to intern Jacob when we return for hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call? Uh, we uh, we got to get. We also got to get Roush's take on the football situation. Oh yeah, Justin I'm Rogers. excited. I, I'm, I actually texted him on the text line yesterday. I'm anxious well, to hear your. Room at the... To, I'm anxious to hear your takes. I didn't. Good. See now that you're here, can we skip them? <laughs> or I can just say them. Yeah. We'll do all of it when we return. Whole another hour. Lucky you. We'll be right back. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. You're on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1458. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and intern Jacob in the house on your Thursday morning. We appreciate you listening along. I appreciated the salsaritas I had yesterday. I said I was going there. I am not a liar. It was amazing. By the way, their St. Matthew's patio. It is finished. Nice. I thought oh, I, last time was I was there, they still day. was a construction crew there. But yesterday, they don't have the tables out yet. But, like, it's a covered I mean, patio with fans, heaters. Too. It's amazing. It's a really cool setup they've got there at Salsaritas. What did you get yesterday? Went with the quesadilla. Probably not the healthiest thing I could have gotten, but I was a little bit in a rush. Needed something that was a little handheld. You, you can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's the trick with the quesadilla. That's They're, like the only Mexican food you can trust yourself to eat in a car. Yeah, I, I guess if you no, you're right. I was gonna say like a burrito or even a burrito bowl, but maybe the burrito you can keep it wrapped for some of it. Have you ever done that where you just kind of pull the wrapper down and you kind of hold it by the wrapper? You can get away with that for a little while. You can, but it's a dangerous game. And then a burrito bowl or taco salad, you still have to have like a fork, and that's kind of dangerous, one hand on the road and whatnot. But, yes, a quesadilla, very easy to eat, so delicious. So cheesy. Uh, they just went ham on the and, cheese. Uh, sometimes you go to a place and you order a quesadilla, and then you pick it up and you're like, oh, where's the meat? Mm-hmm. Not you, at Salsarita. No, not at Salsarita. No, it was, actually – Embarrassed. Like, I don't hope I'm not like, you know, big picture sick or something, but I couldn't even finish the quesadilla. Couldn't finish the donut yesterday. Couldn't finish the quesadilla. Well, you're just metabolism. It could be. Yeah. I don't think it's probably not a bad thing either. Yeah. But uh, between the wildly addictive chips and, and quesadilla, they really give you all the bang for your buck at Salsaritas. The Blue Powerade was on point. Best Blue Powerade in the city. I had a really great experience. You will as well. I saved money with the Salsaritas app. You earn points each and every time you go. You get free entrees every so often. And then they're always doing $2 off this, that. You get some rewards and whatnot. 
Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews, and keep Salseritas in mind for your catering needs, whether it's a birthday party, work, office, get-together, fun college basketball Saturday. Cats on the road at Alabama, and then that rolls right into the UofL game at 3. So uh, have some folks over and watch some good old-fashioned sports on your Saturday while eating Salseritas. Check them out today. By the way, I just checked out the Salseritas locations in relation to where my new hotel is. You're right, smack dab in the middle. Now I have to make a decision which one I want to go to. Oh, that's, that's tough. I think you meant the quesadilla. The quesadilla. That's pretty good. Quesadilla. Did you no, see that, hear that text from yesterday? Quesadilla. Quesadilla. I like when they... Somebody had a nil idea for Salsaritas and the UK basketball team. Brad quesadilla. from Bellbrook. It was great. That's good. Nachos with all the toppings. <laughs> Sour cream <laughs> for <Sour>. Watkins. It's <laughs> good stuff. It's really, really creative. What was the Wheeler one? I don't remember. Severely hot sauce. Severely hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Genius idea. You got to get these people in the right spot. All Speaking right, of, I, w- I want to know about the Matt Sack Texan, though. Yeah. Which is it? What was the Mia Culpa? Was he apologetic? <laughs> yeah. Was he ready to bond bridges? Yeah, he texted me. Sorry, I didn't see this. Oh. Sad emoji. And then something else. And then he said, you killed it on KRC today. You looking at going on radio anywhere? Oh. So he's just trying to to change the subject, you know, keep me not mad. Get the heat off him. He said, kind of butter you up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Smart smart play, Sack Pack, but we're on Sack Pack knows some PR. You're not as smart as you look. (laughs) And he doesn't look very smart either. <laughs> wow! Oh, we got him! Sack pack taking some shreds. She's gonna get you. Roush, for as much time as we spent on college basketball in hour one, we could spend probably more time on college football today. Bobby Vitrino, I'm gonna miss oh, him man. at UNLV. It was an incredible stint for Love him there. That seemed Photoshop. like he had, re- he had really turned some things around, got something going there. Uh, UNLV obviously remember him, remember him fondly. He left that place a lot better than he found it, but he's gone. He's he's not. You're gonna remember him as the running reb. Not anymore, though. Nineteen whole to, days. Yeah, you're gonna have to try to block that picture of him. That's gonna which, be hard to do. Which is all right. It's weird the, seeing him not in UNLV red and black. Here's the thing I don't get, because there was rumors that Jimbo was gonna hire him to be the offensive coordinator at Texas A&M when he got hired at UNLV. It's not like Jimbo was waiting for a bowl game. Like he's been doing nothing. What to, did he just not want to be a headline? I don't. He just had to feel the temperature of the U of like, all right, hey, no, no, I, you're gonna, we're gonna hire you, but I don't, I don't, I can't take much heat anymore. What, I don't just, know what the reaction is gonna be when we do hire you. Can you take another job just so we can feel it out, and then we'll bring you in? And they went to UNLV, and everybody was like, oh, okay, we don't care. Yeah, kind of weird you're leaving to be a head coach to be an OC at a crappy school. No offense to UNLV, but yeah, whatever. And I think they saw that, and they were like, hey, all right, people didn't get too mad about it. Woohoo! So let's hire you when no college football games are being played, and it'll be the only college football story of the day. Gosh, I was listening to another U of L show yesterday. Which, by the way, everybody excited for the U of L sports rush hour at three o'clock now. If you like U of L sports and you don't have a radio show at three o'clock in this market, you're a loser. You're a loser. Everybody's at three o'clock, Roush. There are thirteen thousand U of L shows starting at three o'clock today. Three, right? Yeah, three thousand. I think just three. Ennis, Rutherford, and now Nick Coffee has, oh. moved, has moved to three o'clock. Wow! 
And then you get the ES, you get the Sweeney show, which they're they're I wouldn't categorize them as U of L show. Is there another one I'm missing? No, but that's just it's uh That is a lot of U of L radio shows at the exact same time. The exact same time. And not like U of L we lean U of L. Those are U of L centric shows. All at three. If you don't have one, talk to your agent. <laughs> That's wild. Of course, I'll be tuned in to Mike Rutherford on the Big X. That's the 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 ultimate U of L radio show. But yeah, Nick Coffee moving to three o'clock now. Yeah, they all moved over to seven ninety. Coffee and Company is the name of his show now. Coffee and Company. I guess they couldn't have the Red Zone if it's a station that Matt has on. Yeah, but you can name your show the Red Zone, right? I don't know. Unless they're gonna like make the station like. Big blue for you. Yeah, who knows? I just, I don't know. Would I be offended being the company with coffee? I mean, the coffee and company does sound like they're trying to do the the coffee, the the playoff that name, right? Correct. Because that could definitely be a coffee shop name. But congrats to uh, everybody with the new shakeup and the new times, exciting stuff in the radio world. But yeah, at three o'clock, you won't be able to escape U of L Sports Radio talk in this town. It's just a prism. They're just like, if you're driving home, you have to listen to our crappy, crappy sports teams analysis. Yep. Bobby Not crappy Butch- radio, great radio, crappy sports teams analysis. Yeah. Um, which maybe they'll, the heart will go for under for Bobby Petrino. They'll see him at Texas A&M, and maybe we can get a Bobby 3.0? Could. Could potentially. Why not? Bring him back. One final ride. But I did hear a show just talk about, like, how soulless does A&M have to be? How embarrassing. And it's like, what has he done? He hasn't done anything worse than what he did when you all hired him six years ago. He's he's the same exact person. And also, it just made me think that, like, oh, never mind. But, you know... Uh, you have a, any U of L fan that tries to take moral high ground on any hiring just needs to sit out. There is for me a question of a he hasn't been an offensive coordinator in twenty years. He's been the head coach, calling the shots since before he took the Auburn or the Louisville job when he was offensive coordinator at Auburn. So just that dynamic is going to be wonderful with him and Jimbo just screaming at each other on the sidelines. Um, but also, I don't know, like, I, I think he's smart enough to figure it out, but he was also at his best when college football was a little bit different. So I don't think it's necessarily a slam dunk in your face hire right away. Yeah, I I like it. I mean, the dude is an offensive mind. He obviously is kind of difficult to work with. I wouldn't want him to ever run any program entirely. But if Jimbo can just tell him, all we want you to do is make sure this offense is humming and you won't have another care in the world. Don't even worry about recruiting. We'll, we have, we'll have the other guys bring in the best players. We have nil situations for that. I like it if those are the stipulations. But if you need that dude to do recruiting for you, if you need that dude to talk to parents, if you need that dude to do PR for your program, no thank you. Which, but if you need him calling plays and putting up points, I think it's a good move. Yeah, I do. And, and this, so like maybe this is Bobby's career renaissance, is figuring out, like, okay, I just need to – be watching film and calling plays. Nothing else. Yeah, I can't. I like running a whole program was too much for me. I I just couldn't because being a head coach there, and I think Stoops took some time kind of struggling with this early on in his. There's career. a lot of other responsibilities it, that you that that we don't even know. I mean, there's some that we don't even know about, yeah. but there's plenty that we just forget Especially about in the Niller of 
things. Oh, gosh. Know. Which, good segue huh. probably into this next thing. we got to get Roush's take on Justin Rogers. Just ginormous good. news, disappointing news, but I, I'm curious where you stand on things and where UK goes. So um, I'd like to start by saying that I thought you had a good take, TJ. I really liked it because it's nice. Thanks. I don't ever really receive compliments. Not sure what to do with this. I, I'm I'm going to slightly disagree with some part, but there was a there was a part though that felt a little. It felt weird to just go right to the. We got to be better at nil if we don't want players to leave. That just it's like did I do that? No, no, no. Like, that's what it felt like we got from the coaches. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And that just feels like, eh, no. I thought I tried is, to go the opposite way. Though. Yeah, like, this is just too soon. The, my entire take is Justin Rogers is a fine football player. Uh, losing a guy who started 15 games, is it's not good. You don't want to see that happen. Now, he's not the five-star we thought he was going to be. That's very clear. He has not been this impact playmaker, if you had to rank the list of players that you had to keep and retain for next year, he would be 15th to, uh, you know, I mean, he he's not your top priority. And my overall point is that I think that we gets lost in this nil conversation is that it's okay if they don't re-sign everybody. You can't. I don't care who's how, how good your nil. Like all of King Midas's gold can't just buy you a team. Look at the Yankees. All right, or the Mets are going to try to do it this year. In in the NFL, we know what the salary cap issues are. Everything is a hundred percent transparent. So when T.O. is asking for more money and Trevor's rolling his eyes, like, fine, get out of here, T.O. Go somewhere else. Like, like. There are situations like that that will happen at this college level. The problem is, TJ, is this that we don't know what the dollars and cents are. And so I, I just think like it's it's okay to know that you you, you can't re-sign everybody every single year. You just can't. That that's that's how it is at the professional level. That's how it's gonna be at the collegiate level. It just sucks because it's not as transparent and we don't know exactly where it is. Because if he's wanting Dion Walker money, it's like, well, dude, you aren't Dion Walker. No. And, I, and I do think that there is a little bit of really what I think happened in all of this too, TJ. He expected to be out of here in three years. It's his third year. Probably what everybody had been telling him his whole life. Yep, and he's not good enough to go pro yet. He should stay another year at Kentucky. But he's like, well, if I'm not good enough now, do I really want to risk it? Like, I sh- Maybe I can go to another team and play a three-tech defensive tackle instead of nose guard. And then maybe I might be better positioned to go pro. And that's probably what's going to happen. Do you you agree with that? Yeah, I think it's – for him, it's probably a smart gamble and he'll probably get paid better to go somewhere else. But I don't know if he's going to be more productive necessarily. Um, And it is a loss. The the one thing I I did like what Jamarius Dinkins flashed this year, like if you were just – when I would be casually watching these games and you're just like, oh, that – Oh, nice to see that from the nose. Like Dinkins and Rogers had a, a, almost as equal amount of those. Like, oh, good plays, kind of deal. But he's not as big. He's a lot younger. You know, he's two mm-hmm. years younger. And then Josiah Hayes. You would think that there wouldn't be a fall off, but something happened there this year. I don't. I don't really know. He didn't play a lot down the stretch. Yeah. Um. So you might be looking for a defensive lineman in the portal, and you're. It's going to be hard pressed to find one, the caliber of a Justin Rogers. 
you thought you were going to get Jacob Lacey, and that fell through. Yeah, maybe the the play would be to you and and Larry Vault tweeted me this, and I do agree with him. Like you're probably you're not going to be able to replace the contribution and the talent of a Justin Rogers, but potentially similar to a Childress situation, you find somebody that's a little bit younger that not a lot of people know about, and his potential's through the roof. Where you don't get the payoff in 2023 like you would have gotten with Rogers, but in 2024 you do, or 2025 you potentially do. And that's where UK maybe should go. It, it, it does stink just because we, we thought UK was going to be so loaded up front and have the depth to match, and that depth takes a significant yeah. – it, it takes a hit. And the, de- oh, the depth's the biggest thing too because – still should be good though. And it, I, think fans need yeah. to, I think fans need to still have the expectation that UK's defense should be pretty nasty well, And next you've year. had three straight noses going and playing in the NFL, and – all of, like in a row, mm-hmm. one of them would get hurt, and then that guy would have to step up, play three or four games, and then you like the, it was just a nice pattern you had going. You could pipe on there, so it is it is frustrating. Um, and I, I also think though that the it's going to feel a lot worse, mostly because of his recruiting rankings and just how much we paid attention to that recruitment. Yeah, I mean, he committed in May. And it does suck for the coaches all the time they've put in on this dude. And when you're ready for the probably the most likely big payoff the biggest year, payout, yeah. he's going to be going to uh, maybe somebody you're competing against, but also you know a, a program that sounds like it's going to be a good program. Yeah, yeah. And I also think, too, like Kentucky's put in a lot of – they put in a lot of sweat equity. They've also – He's been compensated, I think, pretty well. He was on a billboard for Morgan & Morgan before he was even a starter. So, to say that they he didn't get – I don't think you can say that he didn't get treated fairly or Kentucky didn't try to convince him. But there's also a point where you've got to draw a line in the sand and be like, all right, we, we, we're – even if we have the money, we are going to we, – we, it's, just, it's just not good business to spend all this on a guy that's going to get two tackles for loss. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I think no, that I think that's really good analysis across the board. I think it's level-headed speaking. I don't think you're sugarcoating anything, but you're also letting fans know this isn't the end of the world in UK football. The outlook for next season shouldn't really change. Right, and then it also goes back to like as Stoop said, you always want more money, but also the nil is not like dire. Um, and and that's I, I just I'm always going to probably push back on the average fan being made to be scapegoats and for UK's nil situation because they are asked to I mean how much it, it's wild yeah I mean yeah. It, it is wild for especially not that it matter even when the economy is booming but in the current state of the economy where people are having to choose what to spend money on wait I'm spending twenty five dollars a month just to make sure my football program's better. And I'm not really getting a kickback on this, and I still need to get my season tickets to go to the games and do all this stuff. I'm not saying fans shouldn't donate to the nil. If you can, I would highly recommend doing it. But I'm never going to be – if UK football has a bad season, I will never go on radio and be yeah. like, if more fans step up for nil, we wouldn't be in this situation. That's not, that's not realistic to program success. It's just not. Yeah. If you get everybody to buy in, great. If you set up a nil program where fans can donate money and actually get some, hey, we'll, you'll get a phone call from your favorite player to your kid or something. You know, if they set up something where it's actually kind of worth it, 
then that could be even better for folks. And I know JMI supposedly has some rules against it, but nobody really knows why or what the rules are um, against it. But I'm never going to come back and put it on the average fan. That I think that's ridiculous. It's on UK Athletics to go to your big money people and make sure you're milking them uh, appropriately. Yeah. And, and then you you know what I think the the where the disconnect is is there's a JMI has always seen this as a zero sum game, and so when and and this is where it's not just big money people. It's like businesses wanting to just do business. It, like we just want to do our business. They don't. They're they're doing whatever they can to squeeze them out of nil stuff so that they can monopolize their uh, advertising interests, if you will. Yeah, like they 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 want all of Paul Miller Ford's budget, or you know, name local Central Bank, right? Like that's a huge UK sponsor. Mm-hmm. They want all of Central Bank's money. They don't want any of Central Bank's money going to these kids. And that's gonna have to change, right? Yeah, like that, that's gonna that, the, the structure is going to have to change. That, that's the biggest because, like, and that like, ain't that ain't on the common fan to figure that stuff out right, either. Though. Because also the twenty five dollars a month, like that's that that's good for having like a, a four, but the ceiling is all about those businesses. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, well, well, well said. And not the business, not only the businesses, but the big donors as well. Uh, you know, a lot has been made that they can do it. They, they'll do it now, but they're not going to be able to do it forever. Well, then Kentucky's going to stink because you're not going to have 15,000 UK fans that are all donating 25. It, it's never going to be the average fan that's going to be able to sustain the big money players. It's just not realistic to think that's going to happen. So big money donors, people at UK, figure this stuff out. UK can either sink or swim. But the reality is no program has really, as I mentioned this yesterday, no program's really elevated their status because of amazing nil. The haves are still the haves. The have-nots are the have-nots. Kentucky has always been somewhere in the middle with all that. And a lot of it, I mean, let, let's not pass the buck. Coaches, whether, you know, you have Justin Rogers now, you're getting paid, Stoops, $9 million or whatever it is. Develop somebody. Develop, continue to develop. Continue to work. Find the next find the next player that's going to be able to step up. That's on you. I'm not blaming coaches necessarily for nil situations or not. I don't think that's fair to do that with coaches. Coaches' jobs are to coach players, build programs, recruit, bring in the best talent. I get it that nil's an aspect in all that. That's why you need, like, nil departments. That's why all this is just getting so big for its britches. Yep. Very big. And they can kind of say whatever and we have to take them for their word though because there's no required transparency it's a we're in a weird world right now we're in the in-between uh not not necessarily the upside down but the in-between bit odd isn't it there you go bit uh, odd. sorry yeah. took that from you jacob Beat me to it yeah. scooch are you all done with stranger things no i'm i still have not watched season four so you're out. You don't like it anymore. No, I love it. I'm just, I don't want to roll through season four and then have to wait for season five. Oh, you're so going to have to wait a long time. wait a long time for season four. Because season five is like. It's actually not a terrible Well, eventually, eventually I'll rewatch them all and then go straight into season four. And then hopefully by that time, no. season five's out. No, bad strategy. If you're going to rewatch it all, you may as well just watch season four now. And then once season five comes closer, just rewatch them all. Hmm, that's an option, too. Season four is good. Yeah, yeah. There's one just spectacular episode 
But I do love the just the mall se- setting on season three. Like, that's yeah, just season, the the ending to season three was so electric. I don't know how it can be topped. For somebody who like didn't grow up in this time period, I do love the nostalgia of just the entire show. It really brings you back. Simpler yeah. time. Yeah, we're Russians. We're working underground in Indiana. You know. Mm-hmm. Things were simpler then. Just riding your bikes everywhere, getting kidnapped. Getting kidnapped, yeah, absolutely. It's great stuff. Aliens, the whole, the whole, really takes me back. All right, let's uh, go to our last break, and then we'll come back. And uh, there's just no chance we're finishing the Thornton's text line. <sighs> Such is life. I miss one day, and we get seven days back to the text line. This is KRC on the Big X. We'll be back. Okay. Something's always missing till you share. Someone else. There's a difference in living and living well. Give me a uh, double bacon cheeseburger. Double bacon cheeseburger. It's for a cop. Roger. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. What the hell's that all about? You gonna spin it now? No, I was just telling him that say makes it good. Don't spit in that cop's burger. Yeah, thanks. Roger. Only in the bed. That's good. Okay. Which move? Oh, God. I don't want to say No, you got to say it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Ooh, welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96 FM. 1450 AM. Shady Rays. Perfect for your face. They really are. And I, I, I've i done the thing, too, where the wife's been going back to work. We've been switching up cars. And I haven't had – my sunglasses have been out of place. So I had to get them, though, before I left the house this morning, though, because it feels so weird not having shady rays on, when, mm-hmm. it, especially on a day like yesterday. It was beautiful outside. Got to have those polarized shades that are stylish. And I got a couple. So one of them's more of the, like, ooh, feeling cool today. And the other one's just, like, let me block – the sun from even getting near my eyes and things are huge they're enormous they're awesome they're spectacular and you can get your mm-hmm. hands on a pair of them today just go to shadyrays.com put in promo code big x you won't believe how inexpensive they are and if you end up misplacing them like our boy old scootsy over here mm-hmm. they'll get your replacement pair just like that all you gotta do is fill something out boom eight dollars later something like that processing fee bam right back in your hands just like that I was driving through Carrollton yesterday, going through the back roads, the beautiful hills near Bedford, and it was sunny. Beautiful day yesterday. Windows down day. Scoot, you're right. It would have been a nice day to golf. I would have been in big trouble with the low sun without my shady rays on to help protect polarized sunglasses, affordable price, uh, beautiful country we have here in Kentucky. I actually tried to golf yesterday. You tried to golf? I tried to golf. Called a course at 3 o'clock. I was a, I didn't I wasn't sure if I wanted to play or not, but I was like I could go squeeze in nine holes, and the course about twenty minutes from my house. I called the guy. He was like, "Oh yeah, we're wide open, but you got to be done by four forty-five." And I was like, "Walking or riding?" He was like, "Yep." No. And I was like, "All right, well no. that's pretty stupid." No, no place says you have to be done walking at a certain time. That's well, what he did. Every golf course in America has a you want if you can't see your ball, then that's on you, buddy. No, I agree. That's wild. 445, you have to be done walking off the course? Yeah. I don't I don't know if maybe that, they that were doing dude, some course maintenance or what. No, but, that dude was just trying to get out of there. Yeah, I was, I was not very happy. But even then, like, if you're walking, I, I literally tell people if they show up late, like, I'm not giving you a cart. You can walk for free right now. Just go. 
The cart stuff, yeah, for sure. They like are pretty strict about we got because people need to go home. They can't wait yeah. for your terrible golf butt. To, not you, Scooch. You're a great golfer, <laughs> but you can't. What is everybody laughing about? <laughs> Great's a little uh, little well, carts. I've heard. Yeah, I wanted to, but actually, weirdly, had a strangely busy work day, which appraising so slow right now. Please, economy, pick up, please. One final segment here, Shady Rays. Don't forget the promo code Big X, twenty five percent off. Um, I know we're back on the Thornton's text line, but TJ, this soccer story. I was going to bring it up. It is the. Oh, the thing is, it's like the craziest story ever. But then when I was telling my wife about it, she predicted the outcome. Like she was like, "Oh, it." I know who turned him in because she deals. She's dealt with AAU volleyball parents, and this is the most seriously. A, this is the most like AAU hey. parent kind of story ever. But it's with the freaking men's national team. This is the kind of drama bullcrap that they do for like lower level high, weird stuff like that, right? But this is a different scale of petty. So I was watching the UK game. I have like briefly kept up a little bit with this USA soccer story, but I, I don't think I, I clicked on an article to actually inform myself of what was going on. And I'm watching the UK game. I see on the bottom line about Greg Berhalter and his alleged. I was like, oh no, that's not good. I like so, Greg Berhalter. Yeah. What happened? I had to look it up, and then I, I looked saw it up too. 1991, <laughs> he kicked the person that he was married to, and I was like, we're. We're going to cancel somebody for this, potentially? I was like, you shouldn't go around kicking people. Uh, especially especially not a, your, a woman. Yeah, and, especially and not a woman. Maybe if you're a soccer player, it's like a boxer, you know, with their fists. Like, it's a deadly weapon or something, right? And I was like, these but, people have been married for 25 years, and they're still together, but now this is coming out where this person's going to be under the microscope. I was like, this is not adding up. Credit to your wife. I never would have ever put those pieces together that the call would be coming from inside the house. See, and that's exactly what ended up happening. And, and this was the part that I was paying more attention from afar. So to lay out the whole scape of it, Gio Reyna, midfielder, who young upcomer. That A lot hit, of the soccer experts love this. Team. Yeah, they think he's like going to be kind of the next big thing, mm-hmm. and they expect him to play a big role in the World Cup. Well, he didn't. He didn't play in that first game. People were wondering where the hell he is. They subbed him in late. And there was some controversy after the World Cup, like, why didn't Gio Reyna play more? Um, his dad was a big deal. He used to play for the men's national team, just like Burhalter did. Um, and he ends up, Burhalter came out and said, there was a part of our camp where, you know, uh, he didn't, he, he kind of messed around. We were taking it serious. He messed around, so we punished him for it. And uh, Reyna, I think, was upset. He released a statement and said, I'm just going to put my best foot forward and move forward with U.S. Men's National Team, and I, I'll be at my best from here on out. Well, then this news comes out. They say they're investigating Burhalter before starting the next training camp. He won't be coaching. Turns out it was Gio Reyna's dad that played around the same time as Burhalter, who was like, I'm going to take you down, buddy, that you kicked your girlfriend at a bar in 1991, who's now your wife. Which, we don't condone domestic disputes that result in violence. But I, thought, I thought it was the mother of Reyna, not the dad. But Oh, I well, I mean. Doesn't parent. Yeah, yeah. 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 But so, still, though, 1991, when I was a, a wee little baby, I'm 31 years old now. I, really embarrassing stuff from adults. Yeah. 
just because your kid didn't play as much. Borderline, you were, you like, were trying blackmailing? to blackmailing. Yeah, you were trying to blackmail because your kid didn't play because he half-assed it during practice. How petty is that? Jesus. Greg Berhalter had to release this statement. In fall of 1991, I met my soulmate. I just turned 18 and was a freshman in college. One night while drinking at a local bar, we had a heated argument, and it continued outside, and I kicked her in the legs. I also— I mean, it's not, like, funny. You shouldn't do that. But, like, if we could all just go back to stupid moments that would be brought up 30 years later, that's just wild. Like, what are you doing? All right, and and here's another thing, too. The thought of, like, kicking somebody— I mean, you kick him in the shins? I, 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 Who throws a shoe? Yeah. Who yeah. throws a shoe? Yeah. Are they sweeping the leg? I don't even, I can't even visualize that. It's such a ridiculous. Soccer was his idea. He, like he, he knew nothing else. <laughs> he got down one day with one leg out and just or, spun. Yeah, yeah. Or tried to like reverse kick him uh, like the Eli and Peyton commercial. And how Roundhouse. Danielle Reyna know this. Well, because husband and Burhalter were around the same time when they played national team, correct? So you think like the husband was just like told the wife, like, "Oh yeah, no, he's not so clean." Back in '91, I remember one time he kicked his wife, and she was like, "I'm going to use this information it's, it's to help great. my baby." It is boy. ludicrous. Shows the uh, the extremes mothers will go. Man, wait, I don't even. I, I what's the thing that's going to get me in trouble thirty years from now that I did at a bar in college? <laughs> like, oh hell, I. Too. That happened? Like, oh God! I thought I totally put that in the back of my. I, I totally blacked that out. Like, <laughs> once in 2015, TJ was booed off the karaoke stage at, at Patrick's. <laughs> oh yeah, Nick killed a goldfish at Goldfish. <laughs> oh, you better be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Pete on my ass. Uh, wild soccer story. You'll hear more about Man, that as time goes nutty. on. Nutty, nuttier than a payday. Mm-hmm. Let's keep on with this Thornton's text line. A texter says. Uh, death taxes and Doug Shadow's making terrible calls. Dude simply lives for it. Guys, I want to be positive because there's a lot to be positive about, especially Toppin, but we should have been a 15-point win. I just can't get over the last 10 minutes. We scored seven points from the 10-minute mark until the two-minute mark. That has to change more than anything. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I, I do. Like, I was so ready for an exciting radio show about, like, hey, UK finally kind of did some of the things they need to do and look good doing it, and then the final few minutes happened, and it was horrible. So it's frustrating. This team still has a ways to go, but you look at the landscape of college basketball, maybe it should give you a little bit of, like, solace that, hey, everybody's kind of going through stuff right now. When push came to shove, they made the shots, though. And Even though they weren't always pretty, they made the shots. And I just I felt like every time that they were getting ready to go on a run, it would be a bad call or uh, a lucky the banked in three from LSU, mm-hmm. right? Like it just it just felt like that game they were so close to going on that run to covering, and every time it was just something dumb didn't go their way. And you know what? That that's like this is the point of the year too where I'm I love games like that because you learn the lessons and the close wins like that. They got an end-of-game situation that they needed, and that's the first time they've executed an end-of-game situation. I know it wasn't pretty, and they missed free throws, and it should have been more comfortable, but they executed an end-of-game situation, so I'll, I'll take that as a, as a win. Did you have any issue with UK's inbounding at the end of the game? I saw some people on Twitter freak out that Wheeler was throwing the ball in because he's too short. No, no, no. I'm more. I loved Wheeler throwing the ball in because guess who can't catch it and get fouled if they're throwing the ball in? Wheeler. And also, who's who's UK's best passer? I'm more. The guy that has led college basketball and assists the last few years. You don't want throwing the ball in. Do you know basketball? I will say Wheeler's lobs. Dude does not know how to throw a lob. 
Well, he—I mean, like, those, like, those, those, that, it was just a bad stretch. I think he can throw a lob. But he had—he had two attempts where I'm like, "What are you doing, dude?" I mean, they were really bad. They were very and bad. And one was just like an entry pass to the free throw line, <laughs> like, and he sailed it. You can't—you yeah, can't, you can't yeah. do that. Uh, but he—I I mean, he's obviously a, a good passer. With, with my inbounding thing, it's more of um, on a full court press. I don't like when. First option always gets taken away. I don't like second option being Oscar posting like with one hand up in the air. That's well. I don't think that's second. I think that's their safety valve. I think if like, hey, don't take a five seconds, throw it up to Oscar because if he can out jump people on rebounds, he can out jump people. It's true. On, on a, I, I don't think it's second second option, but yes, I don't love Oscar. I don't like that happening. Oscar's a horrible frequently. free throw shooter. Like He's, I don't yeah. want that to be the case. Which man, you got to get Reeves in there. You figure that out. I guess Toppin, you got to keep maybe letting him be a free throw shooter at late game. Is there not a walk on that they feel good or a Brandon can? Who's no law? Is there not anybody that they're like, hey, if we can get this guy the ball, we know he's going to make these free throws? There's not, and that's. I at least like the thought of Jacob Toppin's big six foot eight, lengthy. You know what? Going up there and getting the ball. Yeah, I still like. You know, between the ears with Toppin, he knocked him down. So you got to take it for what it's worth. But I would worry a little bit, like maybe a stage being too big for him on the road potentially, or something like that. But we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. UK games with big spreads and Doug Shaw's easy money. Got it at 12.5 live spread. Yeah, I mean, I just got it at 10.5 initially. And then, so usually when all the money's coming in on one team, I sometimes like to go the other way. And 86% of the bets, I think, or whatever the number was, was coming in on LSU plus 10. So there's part of me that was like, man, maybe the Cats actually cover this one. But I couldn't bring myself to do it just because LSU's a solid team and uh, they they play pretty they play pretty well. SEC tournament's going to be awesome. I think you could make a case for pretty much any team winning it of like seven of seven teams. So not any team, but half of the league I think could win the SEC tournament. I do like that Jimmy Dykes likes UK and Cal. It's refreshing to hear someone say something good about us and defend Cal. Yeah, waiting for the Dana O'Neill uh, Shire article. Yep. Shire's archaic offense is what he ran when he was a player in grade school. Well, I'm sorry. I had to turn off Cal's postgame comments. Same old rant he always does. And it's annoying that he keeps asking those open-ended, condescending questions to the media. This whole tax of playing and coach here is getting old fast, too. Postgame kind of killed my mood at the big win. Am I looking into it being too hard on Cal? Yeah, just don't listen to it then if it's going to bother you. You 100% yeah. are. I thought he took accountability for the the late game issues and how UK and, and admitted UK is not where it needs to be. I am also just annoyed about him asking the media questions because it doesn't, like, you can't write anything that he says then. It just makes no sense if you write it. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I'm not going to feel bad for journalists, and I'm not also going to get worked up over the stuff Cal says. I'm not going to get I, worked up by like, Cal. I, that's unnecessary. I think he's given more analysis as of late, and that's a good thing. Yeah, that's true. That's that true. call by Doug Shouse was something else, LOL. That oh. foul on Wallace put back has to be one of the worst calls I've ever seen in a while. How rough could look at that play and think Wallace was fouled. The LSU player was grabbing him from behind. Is beyond me. Really feel like that cost the Cats momentum and made the game tighter than it should have been. See, because if you get that and one there, then that's a, what, an 11 point game, Jacob? Mm-hmm. I think. And then instead, LSU goes down and gets an and one. And so an eight point game turns into a six or a, instead of 11, it's like a five or six point mm-hmm. game. I mean, 
And it was first half, and like UK still in the second half had moments where they were up big and could have put the game away. But yeah, it was a horrible call. It was universally agreed upon. Justin Rogers transfer feels like there's something going on behind the scenes, whether it's UK issue or something else. Combined with Goodwin and Stoops, both as only five star players are in the portal. Any updates for you guys can provide with regards to Kentucky's chances to retain either player? Well, it sounds like Rogers is getting some legitimate interest, so doubt that he'd return. Haven't heard anything on Goodwin. I do think there is something to be said about um, some of these guys that need uh, what's the word I'm looking for? coddled feels a little condescending. But like guys that love the attention on the recruiting, these high profile recruitments, getting those to pay off, Lynn Bowden's our best example of that. And that's, can you think of any others? Anybody else? Jacob? TJ? Uh, a lot of these guys. Boom a little bit maybe. Yeah, I don't early on. Yeah, I don't even remember him There's being another very obvious option, and I cannot think of who it is. Like him and Holland over whether he was going to commit or flip or what have you. Um, but that that overall, there, there might be something to there potentially being a culture fit with some guys that you feel like you got to beg to come to school there and go through all the rigmarole with the recruiting. So maybe there's something to that. Uh, somebody texted me and says, "Where does Oxendon fit in all this?" Where's he fit? He needs a game weight. Or, uh, I mean, he. Nobody is mentioning that dude. Yeah, well, because he's not a nose. So, like, it's a different position. It's just yeah. a completely different position. Um, but he, his year, coming off of injury, was not as productive as I anticipated. And they talked, like, it was offseason storyline that he did not gain a bunch of weight and put on a bunch of weight. So, like, uh, that, getting back to where he was when he was kind of ascending and then he had the knee injury. You got to get back to to. Where do you to, want a defense to tackle in the SEC to be at weight wise? At obviously no, you know, there's not one size fits all sort of deal, but a, no, a nose has to be like 310 to fifteen pounds, I would think, at least, just because okay. you're going to get double teamed a ton. And Dinkins was at like two ninety five, three hundred going into the year. He like he's just got to put on those lbs. Um, but then elsewhere, it kind of varies, just to, depending on what position you're playing, how tall you are, that sort of thing. But it did feel like Ox got pushed around too much this year. He was co-defensive player of the week one year back in 2021. That was, that was when he got hurt. It was that game. And that LSU, LSU game? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and just since then, haven't heard a lot from him. John here. Good morning, everyone. Man, I'm excited for the basketball cats. This team is fighting to find themselves. They've been struggling and could have just stopped trying, but you can see that they're getting stronger. This team will continue to process and possibly make a pretty good run in March. At least we are still in the conversation to make a big run. What do you guys think? We'll got to go talk to you later. John, we got a long two months. This team's going to have some really nice moments. They're going to have some things that are going to make us all frustrated. But you're right. As long as they continue to grow, March, somebody's going to have to beat them. Somebody's going to have to knock them out. The only thing that kind of scares me is this UK team has a very, very tough time closing out games. They did it, had a tough time closing out Michigan. They had a tough time closing out LSU. Michigan State. Michigan State, they could not close out, and it cost them the game. So that's one thing that I'm a little concerned about. they got to get better at that. It's tough to do. The difference between Wallace and Wheeler is seven inches. I don't care what your girlfriend says, but that's a lot. No way college basketball player is tired on Saturday from a game on Tuesday. I think you'd be a little surprised, buddy. Um, it's not just like your legs are tired, but you have, you're banging up against another ginormous human for multiple times over 40 minutes as well. People will be sore. 
It's, I think I think it's the collective wear and tear is more so than anything. Yeah, I'm not like, like right now it's not as bad, but man, mid February, like they're just barely getting back to. I mean, feeling okay mm-hmm. about that. Then. It was a lot of fun to watch a meaningful game come down to the wire and us actually win it. We really need to beat. We really need to beat Bama. So we're gonna beat Bama, Jacob. Uh, I hope so. I don't know. I, I don't think UK will beat Bama, but I do think it'll be a close game. I hope I'm not wrong about that. If we can hold Brandon Miller to under 18 points, we win the game. I think. What if he scores 17, but then three other people score? Like, you know, stuff like that. I get what your point is. Brandon Miller makes somebody else beat he, us. He's well, going to be a tough matchup. Shoot. If they shoot under. 38% from three, I think we win. But people need to, like, just use a little bit of – if Kentucky loses at Alabama, it will not be the end of the world. This Alabama team went into Houston, who I think is the best team in the country, and beat them and kind of controlled the game for the most part. It's a good Alabama team. They're not unbeatable. And if they're not hitting shots, they can definitely lose. But they're a good team. It's going to be a really – if Kentucky wins that one, it will be worth getting, like, over the moon excited about. Oh, here was my text in the show. I'm going to skip the first part and just say, uh, just when I was getting ready to send this, Severe Wheeler has been awesome tweet. He went and had a bunch of turnovers and missed free throws down the stretch. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he got put together a full game. The whole team does. Yep. We have to be better at taking charges. Zero for LSU. Drove the lane out of control. Shoulder down so many times. We just let him push Kaysen 10 feet backwards so many times. So well, now, hey, until looks- Oscar took that charge at the end, I loved it so much. I that was the most it. Nick Rouch play ever because he knew the refs were going to fall for it. I hate it. They always it. fall for it. Hated it so much. I was so scared they weren't going to call it. They weren't going to give UK the charge call. Uh, it worked. It worked. So I can't complain about it too much. But whoo. Texter says, great Rogers. Nil take TJ. Thank you oh, over me. here chomping at the bit to get on these Rogers takes. Stupid flipping cough. That was Roush. <laughs> Will the NCAA cap nil money? No. You can't. Or should they cap nil? I don't, I don't, I don't know how that works. Unless, Conver- unless you have like um, re- you have the Power Five come come together and say we've got a salary cap per team. I think that's the only way you can do it. And then even then, it might be legal stuff. So like, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of weird legal things that I don't have answers to. But it just sounds like it's going to be tough. Another prominent radio show in Kentucky slams Cal for ta- for talking about making it hard on players by fans tweeting them and stuff. But when it comes to football, the quote was, "You don't like losing to Vanderbilt, and you don't want to donate, then get used to losing to Vanderbilt." So it's okay to blame fans for football not succeeding, but basketball. No offense, Texter. I don't really know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's that seems like such a apples and oranges. Like uh, it, not really compares. But not shocker that there's people that just don't like Cal and are going to try to find ways to criticize him any chance that they can. And get. also just like don't like my former ex boss. TJ, the, the problem I have with nil is that the argument for allowing nil to be allowed and the ridiculous profits the schools and conferences were making, how that money needs to be shared with the players who are helping make it, is, however, they are not sharing their profits. Just like big business, schools are passing the cost of nil onto the boosters and the fans. Now fans are expected to foot the bill when what we wanted was the conference and schools to pay the players. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's why I'm never going to bring it back on the app. Like, anybody in media or at a school or in the athletic program that ever brings it back and and says, well, we're not where we need to be because the fans aren't stepping up in nil. Is the stadium packed? Are people showing up to the games? Then stop asking. UK fans did a great job. They did. Kroger Field. 
you know, Roush, I think when we were in college, I just couldn't imagine some of the atmospheres that have happened at Kroger Field over the last five years. The student section that you were a part of, intern Jacob. Oh, so much like, better than I mean, anything we – Nothing yeah. that we would have even imagined. That being said, on the basketball side of things, I think uh, – I don't know. Students do, do, do what they're supposed to do. Basketball is different because there's two different sections. It is. They they've got a, a just a, a funky setup. That's why yeah. I wish they never but renovated like, Rupp Arena like and just built a new arena, changed seats. all that stuff. I believe the average fan hardly ever steps foot in Commonwealth Stadium outside of a once for a couple of years. These collectives are an opportunity for these social media tryhards and for the dads and uncles across the BBN that sit and watch every game at home, but now can spend twenty five dollars a month to actually make a difference. I ain't gonna tell you all how to spend your money. Did you read my text before saying that? That was about the nil cap situation. Oh, no, I did not, but uh, great minds. Mm-hmm. Even Kim Palm is trying to get UK fans to be more positive. We need Toppin of last night to make a run of the title. I agree. Yeah. And yeah. Toppin's not going to be like that every game, but if he can just do it more consistently, that'll go a long way. Especially those little eight-footers. Those are money. September's the best month because football and weather with April as a close second because of fishing and the weather. I think weather in October is better than weather in September. Maybe a hot take. September's very uh, warm at the beginning. Like those Labor Day games. You can get like some 100-degree days. Yeah, you can get really steamy. Um, you can get cold in October, though, to be fair. To be fair. Now reading my text from today's announcement sounds sus. I don't know what your text was. No, neither. How much money do you think these kids are really expecting getting? What's the number for most players? Much less than you think. Mm-hmm. Much, much less. Yeah. It's not like million-dollar players. Rules for hole-in-one. The one who makes the hole-in-one buys drink for the bar for... A hour. That seems backwards. Agree to or disagree? Uh, no, I think if you get a hole in one, you should be buying drinks. You hit you a hole in one. Get bought drinks. No, you should not. No, you, you should, should be buy buying drinks. drinks. Yeah. You hit a hole in one, Scoots. You're happy. You should be able to share some enjoyment yeah. with other people. You're no. living happy. You're good. No, I'm. I mean, hey, all right, Scoots. If you win the lottery, should everybody give you some money? Should everybody buy you drinks? I don't know that that's a similar situation. How is it not? Yeah. Scoots, yesterday you said if you hit a hole-in-one with those balls, you owe TJ a lot of drinks. It's true. I, I did say that. Yeah, you're right. But I, th- I do Bacon think got you there. I do think the whole thing's backwards. If you get a hole-in-one, you should get bot drinks. No, because you – well, sometimes okay. when you get we a hole-in-one, go. there's in the a show. pot for it. This isn't the old KRC that used to be able to rip and roll late <laughs> into the hour. But we got to go. And we'll be back tomorrow, 7 o'clock. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, intern Jacob. Thanks for all the texts. We'll, we'll do our best tomorrow. Okay. What a beautiful, what a beautiful mess I'm in.